Robert Cochrane, an English occultist, remains a captivating figure in the annals of Western esotericism, even decades after his death shrouded in enigma. As the magister of the clan of Tubalcane and a pivotal figure in the establishment of Cochranian witchcraft, Cochrane was not one to shy away from voicing his critiques of Gerald Gardner and the prevailing facets of the Wiccan movement. His influence persists in various contemporary magical religious communities, ranging from the revived clan to the 1734 tradition and the broader traditional witchcraft strand of Western esoteric thought. Although prevailing academic discourse situates Cochrane's tradition within the broader scope of contemporary paganism, this perspective has been met with contention. Notably, Shaney Oates, Cochrane's successor, posits that Cochraneanism diverges from pagan craft, aligning more with a Luciferian and Gnostic spiritual trajectory. This episode will delve into the intricate nuances of this debate, drawing insights from historical documents and oral narratives. Before we dive in, I'd love to remind you to sign up for my newsletter. Don't rely on the capricious algorithm and social media platforms that could shut down whenever they decide. By signing up for my newsletter, you will always be up to date with my work and will get access to exclusive content, pictures, insights and academic research. You find the link in the bio, the cards, the info box and the pinned comment. You will also find all the ways to support Angela's Symposium as this project is brought to you by you. And thank you to the generous souls who make this project available for free to all. Now, let the symposium begin. Hello Symposiast, I'm Dr. Angela Puka, Religious Studies PhD, and this is your online resource for the academic study of magic esotericism, paganism, shamanism, and all things occult. Throughout the 20th century, numerous groups and individuals in Britain and North America began identifying their beliefs and practices as witchcraft. This term historically led to the persecution of many during the early modern period, accused of being agents of the devil. The modern esotericists using this term aimed to associate their practices with those of the persecuted individuals from centuries past. Yet, there was no theological consensus among these modern practitioners. Their beliefs ranged from the atheistic views of Anton LaVey's satanic witches to the monotheistic goddess-worshipping stance of Susanna Budapest's Dianic witches. Their commonality was the use of rituals with magical intent and the term witch. So, that said, this episode focuses on one modern-day witch, known by the pseudonym Robert Cochrane, whose real name was Roy Bowers. Born in West London in 1931, Cochrane was central to the formation of the Thames Valley Coven of Witches and the larger clan of Tubalcane. His leadership was influenced by works of Charles Godfrey Leland, Margaret Alice Murray and poet Robert Graves. Cochrane claimed his practices were part of an ancient hereditary tradition and publicized his views in various esoteric publications. 
He had a contentious relationship with other witchcraft traditions, particularly the Gardnerian tradition established by Gerald Gardner. Despite these rivalries, he corresponded with many Gardnerian followers and even welcomed some into his clan. In 1966, following personal challenges and a divorce from his wife, Cochrane tragically took his own life in a midsummer ritual. Cochrane's associates, Stannard and White, founded a pagan group called the Regency. Even John Jones, a clan member, authored books influenced by Cochrane's practices. Jones later initiated American occultists Anne and Dave Finnin, who established their branch in California. Cochrane's teaching also influenced the 1734 witchcraft tradition founded by Joseph Wilson. In the 1990s, the rise of traditional witchcraft within Western historicism, largely in opposition to dominant pagan witchcraft trends, elevated Cochrane to a revered status. Many regard him as the father of traditional witchcraft, noting his unparalleled influence over the last 50 years. Many modern covens and practitioners frequently reference his works as foundational to their practices. Recent times have seen a growth in both academic and independent studies on Cochrane, as well as on his tradition, Cochrane's craft. However, the theological foundations of Cochrane's craft, especially the deities his clan communicated with for magical power and knowledge, remain a complex area of study. Based on the existing literature, academic consensus in pagan studies and Western historicism suggests that Cochrane's approach was a variation of the pagan witchcraft faith, showing similarities with Gardnerianism, Cardellianism and Alexandrianism. This religion is commonly known as Wicca, a label that gained traction in the 1960s. Historical research by scholars like Ronald Hutton, Leo Rockby and Chas Clifton, corroborated by accounts from Doreen Valiente and even John Jones, who knew Cochrane personally, presents Cochranean Wicca as a tradition that honors a horned god and goddess celebrates four seasonal festivals and gathers in covens for ritualistic practices, mirroring other emerging Wiccan traditions of that period. Recent critiques challenge the interpretation of Cochrane's craft as a pagan witchcraft tradition. Shani Oates, the current maid of the Derbyshire clan of Tubalcane, posits it as a Luciferian Gnostic path an entirely different magical-religious spiritual tradition. Supported by figures like Stuart Inman of the 1734 tradition, there's a call to delve deeper into understanding Cochrane's craft. The possibility is raised that Cochrane's craft might be a syncretic blend of Luciferian and pagan ideas, a blend that has precedence in the contemporary witchcraft movement. Four main sources inform the study of Cochrane and his tradition. Cochrane's own writings from 1963 to 1966, the standard documents, from 1961 to 1966, first-hand accounts by Doreen Valiente and even John Jones, and the beliefs and practices of modern covens in the Cochrane Initiatory line. 
However, the latter source is viewed with caution due to the potential evolutions in practice over time, reflecting the dynamic nature of religious traditions. In addition to these sources, second-hand comments from historians and esotericists provide additional insights, though some of their assumptions are contested. So let's start by addressing the difference between pagan witchcraft and Luciferian witchcraft. These are two distinct magico-religious movements whose members identify as witches. While both have shared influences, they have unique theological, cosmological perspectives and ritual practices. In the 1960s, both were broadly labeled as witchcraft. Pagan witchcraft, or Wicca, is part of the broader contemporary pagan movement. It developed between the 1930s and 1950s in Britain and later became a global phenomenon, mainly centered in the US. Initially influenced by the theories of Egyptologist Margaret Murray, which suggested a pre-Christian witch cult, evidence suggests that pagan witchcraft had multiple independent beginnings. Prominent figures like Gerald Gardner played a significant role, with the Gardnerian tradition established by 1953. Pagan witchcraft typically focuses on the duotheistic worship of a horned god and a goddess, marking seasonal sabbaths and performing magical religious rites, either in groups or individually. Some of its structure was derived from Murray's works and Charles Leland's account of alleged Tuscan witchcraft titled Aradia or the Gospel of the Witches. Luciferian witchcraft, on the other hand, focuses on the veneration of Lucifer, seen as a positive figure in human history, with the aim of attaining Gnosis. Contrary to Satanism as practiced by groups like the Church of Satan, Luciferianism often views Lucifer outside of a Christian context. Although Lucifer may have influenced pagan craft, Luciferian witchcraft is distinct, with many followers identifying their belief as Gnostic, unlike pagan witchcraft. The term Luciferian originated from the Inquisition, referring to medieval heretics. Luciferian craft, a precursor to Luciferian witchcraft, was propagated by Michael Howard, a British Luciferian and editor of The Cauldron. Prominent figures in Luciferian witchcraft include the cultus Sabbati, Andrew D. Chambly, and Michael D. Ford. Historically, Luciferian elements have been tied to earlier magical practices, with accusations of Freemasons venerating Lucifer in 19th century France. Some suggest Luciferian aspects existed in 19th century British folk magic. The nature of Cochrane's craft is debated. If it aligns with Gardner or Charles Cardell, it could be categorized as Wicca. However, if its philosophy is Luciferian, it would be distinct from pagan witchcraft. Another view sees Cochraneanism as a unique religious movement combining pagan and Luciferian elements. This blending of traditions isn't new with Charles Leland's Aradia in 1899 representing a similar mix. Scholars debate the authenticity of Aradia, with some suggesting it's a late 19th century creation, while others believe that at least there is some 
genuine folkloric elements in it. Robert Cochrane, though he never published books during his lifetime, contributed significantly to writings that offer insights into his perspectives on the craft. His writings can be categorized into published works appearing in magazines such as Psychic News, New Dimensions, and Pentagram, as well as in Justin Glass's book, Witchcraft, The Sixth Sense and Us, from 1965. Additionally, there's unpublished material in his letters to individuals like Normal Gilles, Joseph Wilson, and William G. Gray. However, these writings might only show that he chose to share outside his coven and might not reflect the wider beliefs of his coven members. Cochrane claimed hereditary ties to witchcraft, tracing his lineage back to the early modern witch hunts. Yet, this claim was later revealed as fictional by his widow. Another intriguing claim was that his father was part of the Horsemen, a group possibly linked to Luciferian ideas. This claim's authenticity remains uncertain, with some family members negating any esoteric practices within their family. Cochrane's theological and cosmological beliefs emerge in his writings, where he speaks of a singular divine entity, which he referred to using various names. He also believed in other deities, which he called the gods. Cochrane's pseudo-historical interpretations are evident in his interpretation of the carvings of the Saint-Duciac Menrin in France, which he believed encapsulated craft theology. Let's now examine the writings of two influential British esotericists, Dorin Valiente and Ivan John Jones, who were members of the clan during the 1960s. Valiente, known as the mother of modern witchcraft, began her journey in witchcraft in 1952 through correspondence with Gerald Gardner. After significant contributions to the Gardnerian tradition, she distanced herself from Gardner in 1957. She later met Robert Cochrane and became deeply interested in his tradition, joining his clan. However, by 1965, due to disagreements, she left the clan. After Cochrane's death, she maintained contact with other clan members, but shifted her focus to other practices. Valiente's book, The Rebirth of Witchcraft, offers an in-depth account of the clan's practices. She describes the clan's rituals and beliefs, highlighting their worship of the goddess and the god, their observance of the Sabbaths and Esbats, and Cochrane's particular emphasis on the Old One as the Lord of Death. She presents Cochrane's clan as theologically similar to the Gardnerian craft, with no indications of it being Luciferian. Even John Jones, another former clan member, lived a relatively private life post-Cochrane and authored Witchcraft, a Tradition Renewed in 1990. Valiente wrote the introduction to this book, mentioning that it deals with a more ancient form of witchcraft than Gardnerianism. Jones clarifies that the book isn't about a family tradition, but a combination of his experiences with Cochrane and Valiente, as well as his own ideas. As such, the book is not a pure reflection of Cochrane's original beliefs, but uses them as a foundation. In 1982, Anne and Dave Finin, an American couple, traveled to England to gather information about Cochrane. 
They had previously been involved in the craft and founded their own coven, the Reebok, in California. In England, they met William Bill Gray, a friend of Cochrane, who introduced them to even John Jones. Jones taught them about the clan's practices and later initiated Anne into the clan, who then initiated Dave. The Finnans believed the Cochranian tradition they learned was pagan, not Luciferian or agnostic. They also associated the name Lucet from Cochrane's writings with mythological figures from the British Isles medieval mythologies, such as the Irish Lug Samil Danach and the Welsh Lu. In the mid-1990s, Jones collaborated with James Howard, a Luciferian and editor of The Cauldron, to publish several articles and anthologies about the clan. Jones later introduced Howard to Shani Oates, who became a prominent figure in the British craft community. Oates claimed that Cochranianism was Luciferian and Gnostic, differentiating it from paganism. Cochrane's theology, as evidenced in his writings, suggests belief in a pantheistic or panentheistic godhead and a path of mysticism. He also acknowledged multiple deities, with a notable triad of the god, goddess, and horn child. However, there's uncertainty regarding the prominence of Lucifer in his theology, and more analysis is needed on certain evidence. The standard documents which cover the theology of Cochrane's early coven emphasize the goddess Diana and a lesser focus on the god, sometimes identified as Pan. This structure is comparable to other pagan witch practices of the era, suggesting early Cochranianism might be a subset of Wiccan tradition. Dorin Valiente and Ivan John Jones both compared Cochrane's clan to Gardnerian Wicca, emphasizing a belief in the god, goddess, and horn child as aspects of a higher godhead. Jones did not associate Luciferian elements with Cochrane's craft from 1966 to 1998, presenting it as similar to Wiccan traditions. It's unclear if Jones hid Luciferian elements or only began to perceive them as such in the late 1990s. Historically, Luciferian elements in Cochranian witchcraft are traced back to the early 20th century, associated with Shani Oates' clan practices. Oates suggests these elements were passed down from Jones. While Oates views Cochrane's craft as Luciferian agnostic, Anne Finin, leading a different clan, sees it as an explicitly pagan tradition, similar to Wicca. The theological differences within Cochrane's craft are now quite pronounced, as you can tell. Given that most evidence points to Cochrane's 1960s craft as being primarily pagan, Oates' assertion of Cochrane's Gnostic and Luciferian path remains possible but not definitely proven. Cochrane may have privately adhered to a Luciferian theology without making it explicit in the clan's broader theology. The early Coven's influence from the book Aradia indicates Cochrane's awareness of Lucifer as a potential deity in witchcraft. This may suggest a coexistence of Luciferian and pagan elements within the coven. This is it for today's video. If you watched until this point, leave me a star 
emoji because Lucifer is the morning star. Now, my dear symposiast, this project of delivering free academic knowledge based on peer-reviewed scholarship can only exist thanks to your support. So if you have the means and want to offer this knowledge for free to everybody, please consider supporting my work with a one-off PayPal donation by joining memberships, my inner symposium on Patreon and Coffee, super thanking me in the comments or checking out my services on my website drangelapuca.com. You have the chance to commission a video, getting a tutoring session or a private lecture with me, so check it out. All links are in a pinned comment and in the info box. Also, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to get to know me better through my personal reflections and ponderings over my academic work and on all things esoteric. If you like this video, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, activate the notification bell so that you will always be notified when I upload something new on the channel or I'm live or whatever. Leave me a comment because I absolutely want to know your thoughts about Cochranian witchcraft and whether it's Luciferian or pagan or just really a mixture of both. And share this video around so that the symposium can grow. Thank you all so much for being here and stay tuned for all the academic fun. Bye for now.